Welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. We welcome you to today's show. (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode four of the Everyday Church Podcast. It's good to have you with us. And it's been great to see um, our Facebook page kind of ignite with likes. Explode is the word. Well, 92 for. likes. We're pretty much famous. We're getting there. But that's what it's about, isn't it? <laughs> but well, it's good to have uh, you with us. I don't know if you can tell by my voice. I'm a little bit husky. I'm still getting over a bit of a cold. I was on a church camp um, all of the of last weekend. No, it was the weekend before. Um, what a, It was an awesome time at camp. It was a camp that... Uh, that Barry kind of actually started up, really, uh, but it's been going for the past six to six odd years. Um, and what was really cool, it was just about seeing uh, some young people come to faith, young people stand up for their faith. And it really kind of sparked what we're going to talk about today is discipleship. Because when people come mm. to faith, they've got to take it that next step. It's not yeah. just about making the commitment, it's about making it an everyday practice. So in today's episode, episode four, we're going to be looking at uh, what it means to be a disciple. What are some key things to focus on as a church? How can you lead people in how they're growing in their faith? Just to start off, uh, i going to say my mate Neil was really the person who got the camp going. Better put it out there <laughs> just in case he's listening. Um, tremendous uh, pastor, Neil, uh, in Victoria, um, a little church out at Hillsville do an amazing job. So shout out to my mate, Neil, and what he's doing out there. That's sensational. Yeah, yeah. Discipleship, though, is uh, is really one of the critical factors of your life of a church. If you're not doing discipleships, Geordie, you're not doing uh, the work that God has made for you. There's a really quite a famous bit just before Jesus ascends to heaven where he says, <laughs> go into all the world and not evangelize, but make disciples, yeah, yeah. teaching them everything that I've taught you. And so it's it's essential. But what I've found, Geordie, is that when uh, churches become small or when churches are, are struggling in that in-between mm-hmm. stage, of you know, they've got 60, 80 people maybe, or 40 or 30 people, that they tend to have this understanding that discipleship is the Sunday service. Yeah, yeah. And when you you see discipleship as the Sunday service, you do a great disservice Mm. uh, to those people and to uh, building the community of faith together. It certainly puts a lot of pressure on the Sunday service as well because that's where people are getting fed. That's it. You know, that's their scripture reading for the week. That's their prayer for the week. That's the word for the week. And that is just far too much pressure on what you're rocking in an hour and a half on a Sunday. Um, There's a lot of pressure there, but we've got to be careful because that's not the way that church was meant to be be put about. You look at it in Acts, it's a daily thing. They met together daily to do Mm. church. And by all means, I would love to see us do a service every single day. Wow. Wouldn't that just be the coolest thing? Would be logistically a nightmare but man it would be cool to gather everyone together Mm. worship together pray together be in community together and i think what's happened is we've made church the sunday church um 
this thing that can only happen once a week. It can only happen a couple of times a week. But we forget that meeting together with a couple of people, that's church. That just being together in community, sharing the word, praying for each other is church. And that is a form of discipleship that we can actually do every day if we put our minds to it. So uh, what, I, what I want people to grapple with and, and really start to, um, to come to terms with is that Sunday is more of a celebration of what God's done. Mm. It's, a, it's a getting together. Sure, you open the word, but it's corporate worship. It's about being the body together, which is fantastic. Mm. Discipleship is how you live your life in the footsteps of Jesus, hour in, minute in, Mm. second in day in day out and i don't know about you geordie but i'm terrible at it like (laughs) yeah like if you if you put your life up against jesus's and say what has he achieved in three years versus what i've achieved in three years there's just a little bit of a gap there (laughs) just maybe bigger than i would like to admit um so what do we do as churches to encourage our people on how they can walk in the footsteps of Jesus to to be um, the people of God no matter where they are in their workplace in their schools in their nursing homes it doesn't matter where we find ourselves how are we being more like Jesus and how is God using us in that day-to-day area and that for me is what discipleship is about and what we need to encourage in the life of the church. Yeah, and it is really about encouragement. I was listening to a podcast the other day. It was the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. Great. Um, awesome podcast talking about uh, the deadly phrase. And the, the phrase was saying, when you start saying, oh, well, my people don't do this. Or, no, nah, my people don't want to catch up for Bible studies. Yep. My people don't want to give money to the poor. And he was saying that we need to change that word, that kind of way of speaking and say, I haven't led them to do this yet. Okay. And it was taking the ownership onto yourself, saying, okay, if my people that I'm meant to be leading aren't engaged in discipleship, I haven't led them to be um, an everyday disciple. And I thought, wow, what a challenge that is. But it was a great uh, leadership mindset to have. That it's our job as a leader to ask the question, how am I encouraging discipleship within my church and those who I'm supposed to be leading? And that's a great question for you to think about yourself. How are you as a leader? How are you as a participant within your church? How are you encouraging discipleship? Are you being discipled well? That's a great start. Mm. But one thing that I've found that if you're working, and this goes back to one of our early episodes about energy, if you're in a, in a church that has an energy deficit, the greatest spark besides vision that will bring about energy is new discipleship programs. Discipleship, yeah. Yeah. When people start to realize that God doesn't just speak to the minister, but God speaks to the everyday layman. And there are people who believe that. <laughs> yeah, 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 quite you... firmly. Mm. But that you can actually hear from God in prayer. God can, can really speak into your life. There's this spark, this fire that burns within people again that might have been extinguished from years ago. And there is where you'll find the energy that will bring about the next ministry plan, the next focus, the next vision that you have for your church. It starts with a fresh vision and it starts with discipleship. So it's a really crucial question as a leader. How are you discipling your church? How are you encouraging people in their discipleship? And are you being discipled as well? And so if you get stuck in the seven day rotation of church and and you come with a philosophy that church is uh, the, the, the service on a Sunday is your discipleship, mm. then, then really um, 
you're in maintenance mode. Yeah, yeah. And when once you're in maintenance mode, you're heading towards death. There's mm. no doubt about that. And so we need to see what what can we do to help our people discover God in their everyday lives and to live the life of faith that God has for them without it being such a big taxing um, overarching issue. Because historically, maybe over the last 40 years, the, the way that people have done it is to have a Bible study, mm. which means you, you need a... A, a keynote speaker or a, or, a, or a wise theologian Bible reader or someone who can read a book and regurgitate it well mm -hmm. to a group of people and somehow for that group to assimilate that information, walk away from that group and then go, okay, God, how do you want me to put this into practice? And we see this in Christian conferences and leadership conferences and stuff like that. They're always saying, what you know, you've got to, take one thing and put it into the action because they know you can come and you can be inspired and go, that's amazing. But the next day you can wake up and do what you've always done yeah. and be no different. Mm, mm. And so whatever we do in discipleship has to create some sort of mechanism in which forces people gently and positively force them mm. um, to, uh, to interact their life in a different way to how they did last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you think about it, let's get to the heart of the, the real issue here is that we want to see our churches thrive. That, you know, you're a part of this podcast, you're listening in because you want to take your church to the next level. And, and we're hoping that we can lead you in that because mm. we're on that journey ourselves as well. And we realize that, as we've said, energy is, is crucial. We want to see people really get on fire for God. That's what we're about. But when you get caught in the, the, the seven day rotation, when you're in maintenance mode, it's kind of like paying, uh, you know, you, you, you're kind of working paycheck to paycheck. It's kind of how I see it. And Barry, you know, I've discussed with you my ability of being a really poor financial steward, that I'm deplorable <laughs> with my money. I'm really good at getting it, spending it. And that's kind of what it's like when you just focus on the seven day rotation. That's you're right. putting all your energy into set on, onto the Sunday, you're spending it, and then you're doing it again and again and again. It's paycheck after paycheck. What discipleship is, I think this is a great analogy, it's putting some of that money away. It's saving some for a rainy day. And that's what discipleship is here. You might not see the fruit of it immediately, but when you start investing in discipleship, it's like putting money away every month. And then when that dream comes, you have the ability to spend the energy that you've saved on that. And I think that's what we really want as a church is when God prompts us, because God's like that. Mm -hmm. He'll prompt us with some new vision, some new ministry, and we got to have the kind of capacity to do that. And that comes through already having a discipleship program in place. So if you want to be part of a church that has the ability to respond to God's call swiftly and to be prepared for that, Discipleship is really the savings program to get that going mm. and something that we really need to look at um, in our churches. Are, are you doing that? Are you doing it well? And, and we've spent a lot of time, Barry, just, just thinking about how we can do discipleship better. What's the, the real uh, nuts and bolts of discipleship? And in particular, within the Australian culture, um, in particular Australian males, we are outstanding at not sharing anything. Mm -hmm. We're great at keeping everything surface level and tucking everything else aside. You know, you put on your Sunday best face, you, you, you're more holy than you actually are. 
and you wouldn't dare share the deep dark secrets and the emotions in your heart with those around you. Uh, and because of that, we've really developed a discipleship program that is all about honesty. Mm. As, as groundbreaking as that is, you know, you wouldn't have thought that that's what God wants, but God wants us to be honest about where we are. Um, on the camp I was just on, um, the, the, the preacher, Mike Wardrop, might be listening, um, shared with us, which he probably flogged from another preacher anyway, that you, you can't, God can't use the person you're pretending to be. I thought that's just a really profound little pearl of wisdom right there. Mm. That when you put on a second face, you have two identities. And you, God can't use the one you're pretending to be. That if you're in a bad spot in your faith, in your relationship with God, that's where you have to be. Don't pretend to be anything else. And I think that if you can get a discipleship program to encompass honesty and authenticity, it's going to bring about a few things within the church. And I think if you have your major focus not so much on what you're learning from scripture, mm. but your major focus on how are you traveling with God honestly, yeah, yeah. then I think that is I think that doesn't do away with scripture. Scripture is still our anchor, scripture is still mm. our guide. Um, scripture still corrects and mm. and exalts where it needs to. I don't want to discount that at all. But if we just focus on reading scripture and somehow making that change us it can mm. but i've much i've seen much better fruit come from people actually being honest about what they don't understand mm. honest about how they struggle to see god in a certain mm. circumstance uh, why isn't god healing the way that we think yeah, god yeah. should heal and that those questions are honestly tackled. Now, I don't think that you need to be a brilliant theologian to tackle it. Uh, a way of tackling it is going, you know what, I have no idea either. Yeah. You know, but at least you're saying, I, you know, you've, you've shared honestly that you are grappling with something of God mm -hmm. and, and you want to do that. And I think whatever discipleship model the church chooses to, to use, it's got to grapple those questions that yeah. people have in their hearts and and those motivations that are within yeah, them. Yeah. It's the real power of just journeying together, mm. not knowing all the answers. Because I've found that Bible studies, the leaders are all, they have to know all the answers. They've set about the whole plan for the evening. You're going to sit down and go through these points and whatnot. And, and that's it. And the, and, the, and the leader has enough answers to feed the group. And that's all well and good. And I don't want to, to downplay um, Bible studies. They're awesome. They're a great way to encourage each other. But there's this real power in just saying, let's just journey together. You've shared a struggle. You know what? I kind of resonate with that struggle. Let's just, let's just do it together. I'll catch up with you. Let's have a coffee. Uh, let's, let's do this. But let's just check in with each other. Let's see how we're going. It's almost a really low-key mentoring, peer mentoring kind of situation when that kind of occurs. But for me, you can do discipleship in whatever way you want. But I, I think for us, especially here in Australia, this is a really key uh, and a really foundational way of us doing discipleship. Um, I'll, I'll put it into a picture for you. Just imagine, let's say, 12 people getting together uh, once a week in, in an evening, sharing a meal, sitting down, and there's not really an agenda. It's just to sit and say, how are you going? Just, mm. just share with, with, with the group, share with me uh, where you're struggling. Where's, the, where's, the, where's it really hurting right now in your faith? And, and let's just be open. Let's be honest. Let's keep this confidential. Let's just keep us as a group. And let's just journey together. Because one thing I've found, Barry, is that 
that when you're a young Christian, you can ask all the dumb questions. And that's a great thing. I love asking dumb questions because they're important to me. Mm. Um, but it seems that when you've been in the faith for you know one, two, three, four years, people expect, or you presume that people expect this level of maturity of you, that you're not going to ask those questions anymore. But I know for a fact there are people well into their 50s that still don't know how to hear God's voice. Mm. But they're too afraid to ask anyone or share that struggle because they believe that they're being held to a higher standard and they hold themselves to it. And I wonder what it would look like in your church to create a group where someone who is a, who is a veteran in the faith can come in and say, you know what, I still don't get this whole hearing from God thing. And I really want to know about it. And I've been kind of afraid to share it. Can, can we as a group just discuss this? Can you pray for me? I want to hear the voice of God. I just don't know where to ask. And if, and if any good discipleship does anything, it peels away the veneer yeah. that people have yeah. in their lives. And I think Jesus was really big on peeling away the veneer. Yeah, yeah. I think he called it for what he saw it. Mm. And, um, you know, you, you take the woman at the well. Yeah, I was just thinking, yeah. You know, <laughs> and and he, he just peered away, peeled away the veneer that, yeah. that she had. She wanted to go on some lofty, spiritual, high almighty conversation. And Jesus pulled her back and yeah. said, well, go get your husband, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden it went to where it needed to be. And, mm. and, and the honesty that came out of that re- and, and what Jesus did there was restore that woman to the whole of her community mm. where she was uh, not a part of it. Uh, now she was. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think honesty does that. It brings people into a different uh, and deeper connection with each other. And yes, it's dangerous. I mean, that's why we don't do it naturally as people. Why we only have one or two or three really good friends yeah, yeah. that we let in on a deep level is because it's scary and people can abuse it and use it. But if we can set up discipleship systems to help people walk with God with honesty and integrity, yeah. then we're on a really good place, I think, yeah, to, yeah. Um, to deepen people's faith and yeah. life. Well, you're right. Jesus was good at just getting to the core of it. He saw through it all because he was the son of God. He could do that. Mm. And, and we've got to look at that. How can we make a program that just cuts the crap, gets to the core of the issue and says, let's, let's delve into this. And it might be personal. It might be emotional. It's always messy. When you get to the core of what someone's hiding, it comes out in all different kinds of ways. But that's what discipleship's about. I find with Bible studies, you can sit back and be very close to it all. You can keep all of the scripture, all of the teaching, all the confrontation at arm's length. You can say, no, 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 I'll keep it here and I'll analyze this on a subjective level rather than on a personal level. And I think we need to be careful when we design our uh, discipleship programs in this way. We need to look at how we can get to the core of the issue, not fluffing around with it, but getting to what really matters and saying it might hurt it might be confrontational, it might be personal and emotional, but this is where Jesus wants us to be. We're one person with all the mess, and one by one, God wants to work through every single situation within our lives. That's right, and and really, um, you know, we're talking about kind of like a, a group mentoring sort of yeah, system yeah. where, you know, one of the ways that you can disciple people if you don't have a group of people that get together, you can grab one person yeah, and, and just walk honestly with that one mm. person. That will do. Yeah. You know, if you've got a, a church of 10 people, 
find one with the spark of God in and, and walk with them mm. and open scripture together and pray together and talk about the stuff that that is you know really important and yeah, yeah. And, and on deep and take that person deep and then add another person in yeah, yeah. and just keep on doing it if that's the way it, it, it works but mm. there are lots of ways I mean it's about finding uh, the way to do it that that peels away the veneer, that takes away the fluff and the bubbles mm. and really gets to it. Now, you and I, Jordan, have both come across people that for them, the whole concept of being honest is <laughs> not what they want to do. They, yeah. they run for the hills. And there are people who have been in churches all their lives who run for the hills when you ask them to be honest. Mm. It's a scary thing. Yeah. Uh, they've got issues. But all that highlights is that there are deeper issues yeah. and we need to walk alongside that person, love them, mm. show them the will of God in their lives mm. and help them to come to that place again. Exactly right. And the big key here as we wrap up for today's session is you have to contextualize it as well. We have taken what we've seen in our Australian culture and applied it to what we now think is important to disciple these people. So look at your congregation, look at your town and what they're on about. What's the culture like? And how can you bring about authenticity, honesty, and get to the core of the issue with the people you have? What we'd love you to do, um, if you actually have a discipleship model that's worked really well for yeah, you, yeah, we'd like to hear it. Send it in. Uh, openministries.net is our website, and you can email us there. Or find us on our Facebook page. We've actually added the button that you can go send email, and it will open it up, and you can send the email from the Facebook page. So awesome. check out Everyday uh, Church Podcast on Facebook, hook us up with that. That'd be, uh, we'd love to know what's been working for you and why it's worked, or send in how you would like some assistance and help, or any questions and topics or things that you want us to discuss. Yeah, we'll talk about anything, really. Yeah, we, to be honest, we have missed between episode three and four. We've just longed for it. We're gonna try and do them as often as we can. We were saying monthly, we're gonna try weekly, just because we're enjoying the conversation, we're enjoying engaging people in this discussion, and we want you to come on board with us. So if you can get on the Facebook page or the website, talk to us, communicate with us, and we're gonna try and produce uh, more conversations and discussions pretty soon. Until next time. Catch you later. Thanks for listening to the Everyday Church podcast, where we seek to be a help to the everyday church. Our show notes can be found at openministries.net, and you can also become interactive by liking the Everyday Church podcast Facebook page. We trust that you've enjoyed today's show.